Hello. Hi. Greetings. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's great. It's great to see you. Great to have you this morning. You too. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Not a problem. I appreciate you. What a great room. Wonderful. Yeah. Clubhouse is truly amazing. And I'm glad that you and I had an opportunity to connect on Clubhouse. First of all, I want to say that I appreciate your energy. I love your energy. (laughs) Okay, thanks. I get that a lot. And I appreciate your transparency as well. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I certainly resonated with you, with your story. You talked about also being homeless and what you experienced, what you went through. As someone that has also been homeless, well, you know, there's already that love there, right? Because right, we, right. We, I'm, I'm dragging it. It's right here. Oh, we, I got we that. We know what that's like. We know what that right. life is like. You know Just what I mean? Right. So, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm on you right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, told, I was telling my story briefly um, that I was also homeless for a number of years. And I want to say that everyone has a story, okay? Through my homelessness, I was able to obtain something that none of my siblings have obtained yet, that my parents have not obtained yet, that my grandparents had not obtained yet. And I'm not ego tripping. I'm excited because I was able to push myself to another level. While being homeless, I was able to obtain my doctorate's degree. Wow. Wow. Right. My master's degree. Right. So I have an honorary doctors of divinity degree. I'm not a medical doctor. Okay. And the, oh, what a beautiful cat. Oh, it feels the energy. He always comes when I emote. The cat always. The energy. Always. Yeah. So I am just amazed when I am meeting other people that have a similar background because we don't really get a chance to share and tell our stories. We are the unsung heroes. Right. Right. I gotta shut the the, the, the gardeners are here. The the, the grass guy. Oh, go ahead. I'm listening. I just gotta close this because the grass people are here. Okay. Okay. You're yeah. Fine. You know what? That's a privilege. I have. I live in a place now where I have people who come and cut the grass. I'm freaking privileged. <laughs> That's sick. So anyway, you were saying. I beg your pardon. No, you're good. You're good. So it, it's a humbling experience to experience what we have gone through. And then now today to be in a position where we can talk about and share our stories. Right, right. So I don't know your story, but this is an opportunity for you to share your story. As I want you to know that we're on Zoom, everything's recorded as well. So I'll share a link with you or however we need to do that um, uh, so that you can have a copy as well. 
And I'd like to share your story on my podcast as well. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. So I'd like to learn more about you, learn more about your story and your journey as a doctor and how we can collaborate together. I'd love that. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, do you want to go now? Absolutely. Let's okay. do it. You got the um, floor. It's all yours. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's see. Um, who's, well, Dr. who's Dr. Laura Cobb? <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a great question. I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> Aren't we um, all? Aren't we all? Yeah. I, uh, well, I'm from Chicago, and I'm the youngest of four. I'm abused by my brother viciously bullied by my siblings especially my sister she was the pretty one and the popular one and I wasn't and um I mean there's so much to tell that I always felt like I didn't have a voice growing up I didn't I wasn't special enough even though you know I was the I was bubbles and the bubbly one and the happy one and and um always happy my mom said and I wasn't and my first panic attack at five and um I just remember feeling just so lonely not alone, just so lonely all the time. And um, one of the things that I find interesting considering my current industry and my profession is that I, I failed listening in third grade the whole year. And my parents, I get three minuses and my parents said, if I fail, if you fail again, you're going to be in trouble. And I failed it again, the last, last quarter. We got three minuses. We didn't do the grades back then. And I stayed after school and I waited for my teacher to leave. It felt like two hours. And I went into her desk and I stole the white out. <laughs> I did, and I, 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 I made the three into a one. You Good think, for you. Well, I think Good you made, for you. Well, you think you would have made it a two, you know? It's kind of easier with the loop, but you know, I'm, I'm ten. Yeah. So, um, I go home that night, and in my my family, we have dinner on the table, and if you have to, if you can't, you have to. May, may I please be excused from the table? And if they say no, you know, you're in trouble. Well, they said yes, so I got to leave, and um, I told my best friend. She was friends with my sister's best friend. Told my sister, who told my parents a week later. So a week later, I'm at dinner and maybe excuse, no. So um, I get to talk and uh, I'm, I'm forced to drink palm olive dishwashing soap out of a juice, juice glass. Oh. And I'm grounded to my room for the summer, the whole summer, save bathroom and meals. And I really felt like, you know, I, I wasn't able to listen to anybody. What, a, what a, a punishment is that I didn't listen. So now I had to listen to my that silence was not quiet because up here talk and talk and talk and talk. And that was a very scary place to be. Yeah. And I remember about a couple of years prior, I told my stepmother, I said, sometimes my feelings are so deep, they scare me. And so I was alone by myself for the summer and I felt so small. So throughout growing up, my, my closest, sister, my closest sibling was three years older than my sister. And she was the most popular prom queen, homecoming, everything. And, um, so I wasn't really exceptional in school or anything like that. And I didn't stand out in any particular way. I just know that I was, I was not a member of any, I wasn't a member of anything, but I was a member of everything. Like I didn't exclude and I wasn't ex- inclusive. Like I didn't even, I wasn't, not only did I not know, was I not invited to the parties? I didn't even know they were happening. So, so, um, but I, I wasn't a nerd because I had, I, I, I discovered boys very early and my boyfriends were always older than me. Um, and my parent, my father's I had a stepfather and my biological father, they, they didn't like that I discovered boys. So I we didn't talk for about a year, even though I lived with my stepdad. 
So that was hard because I didn't have a male role model to show me what my worth was. There's no, I'm not excusing anything, my behavior, I completely take ownership. So then I, I entered college and the first um, comment I heard when I went to my first party was, oh, you're Jenny Cobb's little sister. I went to a totally different school in a totally different part of the state. And it was crushing because I still felt like I, and this is 30 some odd years ago, and I still felt like I had no identity. And then I found, I discovered I was really good at school. I was very good at it. And with the awards and the uh, scholarships and whatnot, I, um, they, I didn't get a scholarship, like a full ride to school. I just like a graduate student of the year, or undergraduate student of the year, whatever. Um, so I just stayed in college because I didn't know what else to do. Like um, I extended my adolescence essentially because I was afraid to grow up. So 12 years later, I go straight through. And um, by this time, an, a 20 year battle with eating disorder started. And it, over time, it, to come later, it, 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 it brought me to about five pounds from that. And when, when, when I was finishing up my doctorate at Purdue, um, I met my soon-to-be husband online. He's in the military in Bosnia. And um, over about a year and a half, we got married and then moved over to Germany. And I still had a year left to go on my doctorate, my dissertation. So I'm in Germany in, 90, in 2001. And I, I'm like, I can't possibly write all day dissertation. I have, to, I have to have something else to do with my time. So I started to psych a master's. So just because I didn't know what else to do, right? And he's eight years older than me. He's an officer. So all the other, all the spouses are like, they're married for like 15 years and they have kids. And I'm all like, I kept my name and I'm a doctor and I don't have kids. And, you know, I don't know anything about the military because I don't take orders well. I was never in the military. And um, so I felt like a total fraud. Like I didn't want the other students to know that I was working towards my doctorate because I was afraid they wouldn't like me and that they think different of me. And then when the, when, the, when I was found out, then, then then I was told that I intimidate them. <laughs> it's like a problem. Seriously, like, oh, you're Laura, Dr. Laura. Oh my gosh, we can't deal with you. What'd you get your doctorate in? Oh, child development and family studies, Beautiful. which is ironic coming up with what's, what's to come. Um, so, and then my, my first master's in sociology and my second's in counseling and personnel services. So I was, um, geographic relocation is the reason why I have gaps in my resume. That's legit because the military had <laughs> so I was a career counselor for a bit and then um I was because I, I had to stay very busy because I was so afraid to sit in my skin I was always busy 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 I would never really really ever sit because that silence it wasn't quiet and neither's my phone um so uh my stepmother so um I'm working trying to have a child and it wasn't happening and when it did happen I'd miscarry because I was brutal on my body. I was running marathons at the time and I'm full-fledged forced into my eating disorder. And um, so in the meantime, I land a position as the family advocacy program manager for Europe. So my position was with the Pentagon. I served the um, U.S. military working for the Pentagon to help oversee this program to help uh, eradicate and educate about domestic violence, child abuse, and sexual assault. For, the, for five countries, 22 army garrisons, and about 200,000 people to oversee the European footprint. Beautiful. So it was, um, we were at the headquarters. It was a big job. And I loved it. And it was great. And I got to present. And I got to work with generals because I'm a professor. And uh, <laughs> whatever. And um, 
but no one no one knew. And I was a personal trainer on the side, by the way. I'm running marathons and I'm trained. I mean, I was fit. I was doing figure competitions. So I didn't have a moment. There's not a, a sitting moment possible. Wow. Always, always doing, 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 not a human being whatsoever. Cause I was so afraid about that silence. So drinking started, my eating disorder is completely out of, I mean, it was just full-fledged crazy. And literally I was going crazy and um, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Cause it's easy to hide when you got status. Sure. It's easy to stay invisible. They think, they think, oh, you're a doctor. Doctor heal thyself, no way. Not even <laughs> close, not even close. So I get pregnant at 36 and I have my son. And that day that I went into labor, I forfeited my, my position with the military. I still work part-time as a personal trainer. Nobody knew I was pregnant until I was like seven, eight months because I gained 15 pounds, which is sick. That's how sick I was. That's how sick I was. And um, so once he, my, my then husband, we decided, he decided to retire um, three months after our son was born. We moved back to the States and moved in with my parents for about a year to help just give, pay, pay them rent for sure to help um, find a house, you know, not to be rushed. And while I was there, our, their whole basement is finished. And so literally the same bedroom that I had as a teenager, I'm now living in my parents' house again. And I regress to that 18 year old, 15 to 18 year old self, just sobbing at night, not knowing why am I so sad? And I'm either pumping or feeding. And I felt like a cow and I had no job mm-hmm. and the drinking just completely got out of hand and ended up in a few rehabs. And um, it got to the point where I've had an intervention in, in 2013 and I was about 87 pounds and I'm like, I'm five, 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 four, five, five. And uh, I knew, I knew it too. I could say, I mean, there was a whole, this, this, this could go on for five hours. I won't do that to you. But I, I looked in the mirror and I knew, like some people say that they don't see, they think they're fat. I knew I was so thin. I was, I was working out five hours a day and I was eating like an apple and drinking maybe a couple pots of coffee. And, and then in the afternoon, my son would go down and that was the time I could eat. Mm. And it was just, it was demonic. I would not wish it on every single, every single waking moment of every single day was thinking about food. And if it wasn't food, it was drink. Anything I could distract myself because I could not sit in my skin. I just wanted to rip my skin off. And I didn't cut or anything like that. It's just, that's how it was for me. So eventually I, I got well from the eating disorder. I went away to California for three months and I was able to gain some gain weight. And thankfully, thank God, thank the Lord that that is gone. Right. I mean, I still, I call her Anna. She sits in the corner and she judges me and everybody else. And I'm like, I don't have time for you right now. Remember Cast with tom hanks mm-hmm. he'll send the, the volleyball yeah. like I'll, i'm like i don't have time for you right now like i'm not having this conversation i knew you were going to show up the chair's over there i got i got an appointment i got to go to so it's not schizophrenic it's just you know so um by that time my ex-husband now said i haven't had enough i'm divorcing you and and he got custody of our son mm. so a phd in child development and family studies mm. i lost custody of myself yeah mm. and mm. By that point, I had nowhere to go, and therein lies the homelessness. And because with that, alongside that, um, arrives a couple consecutive narcissistic abusive relationships that I was able to free myself from. Hmm. Congratulations. So I'm, I'm glad that you freed yourself from those hey, 48 relationships. 48 years. 48 years. There you go. Yeah. Today. Beautiful. And it was hard work. It was Beautiful. hard work. Yeah. Beautiful. So the eating disorder... What was that specifically? Um, well, it was everything. It was anorexia, it was bulimia, it was exercise. I was ask if it was bulimia. Everything. Yeah. everything. 
everything. I mean, I was full fledged every single, and I, it was like a system. It was like, I mean, I knew the, the ritual. It was, a, it was a very specific ritual that I had okay. and it was a time of day and it was programmed. Um, yeah. I mean, I, we don't have the time to go. go I mean, I'm, I'm ha- I've done it before. I'm happy to go through the details of it because it's gory and it's definitely a trigger for some people. And that might be a conversation for another time. And I'm Absolutely. so open with that. I'm so open with that because yeah, it's. Definitely. I find it. I find on Clubhouse that there's a lot of uh, rooms about body dysmorphia and, and self worth about body. There's not very. I've never. I've rarely. I've. I've ran. I ran one room on specific eating disorders and my co-moderator was still she was active and she 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 was moderating she closed the room mm. while what? we were in it wow what yeah we've got about five minutes remaining yeah. i know you have a, a prior obligation right at 10 yes i do okay good so let's talk a little bit about um collaborative efforts Okay. Yeah. So I'm working on a few different things, but I want to know how I could assist you with what you have going on, what that is, mm-hmm. and what I'm doing. All right. So I am definitely domestic violence against domestic violence, right? So raising awareness, uh, pancreatic cancer survivor my sister no my sister passed away of pancreatic cancer uh at age 35 so i'm promoting pancreatic cancer awareness all right um i have a few different things that i'm working on that we can actually talk about you know a little bit later but uh i've i've come up with the tea i've come up with the tea that is uh therapeutic it's relaxing. It, uh, it elevates your mind and people love it. Mm-hmm. So as a Reiki master teacher, which is also something that I obtained while being homeless and losing my sister to cancer. <laughs> You're dropping bombs here. Where's it at? Oh. Dropping bombs here, man. Come on. It's not, there we go. Boom, bomb. Okay. Anyway. So in three minutes or less, let's talk about what you have going on and how we could really work on a collaborative effort. Lovely. Well, right now what I, I have a um, program, I have an eight week mental fitness boot camp. And it allows us, it allows an individual, it's completely tailored to the person. It's um, not, it's not cookie cutter at all. Um, there's an app involved, there's a global community involved, there's book videos, everything's already provided for the individual, but it's tailored based on how they fill out two assessments. I'll put the uh, links for the assessments in the chat if you'd like to take them. They're really interesting, actually. You can take like 90 seconds for each. And it allows us to become positively intelligent. We talk about intellectual quotient, emotional intelligence, we talk about, um, but then there's positive intelligence. And there's a certain level about which we want to have that innate, not innate, that emotional intelligence and be aware of, of to that relationship to others and, and how happy we can be. Well, then that's the basis. That's the basis. We have to work at it. And the working at it allows us to maintain and then grow into how it's not Pollyannish saccharine sweet. Cause that's, that's, that's irritating. It's okay. just a general outlook on, on life and that how, when we start sabotaging ourselves, mm. you put your hand on the hot stove, how long you want to hold it there? 
It's any Not type of very long. <laughs> right. So what you do is you train those sage muscles. It's like a Jedi getting out their lightsaber and you realize in that moment that you're sabotaging yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very easy once you start to learn what the techniques and tools are. It's something basic as rubbing your fingers together. It's not woo-woo. It's nothing like that. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and it takes 15 minutes a day, probably like two minutes at a time throughout the day. Coming back to the mind, coming back to the, the, the present moment. So it helps with everything. It's, um, it's, it's just a phenomenal program. It changed my life. I love that. Uh, in one minute or less, uh, I'm going to say this. I think what you're doing is amazing, right? And it's right on target with what my vision is for promoting Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month, which is next month. No one's talking about it. It's not on social media. Yeah. You can't find it. It's November 19th, right? And so what I like to do is I want to do a challenge. And uh, the challenge is this. I'm encouraging everyone that's able-bodied to join me live on Instagram every Wednesday to work out and exercise. So whatever it is that you're doing, go live in the name of Pancreatic Cancer Awareness and my sister, April Riley. That's April it. Riley. Yeah, the, mind is, the mind is the map. The body's a vehicle. The emotions are the fuel. Wisdom is uniting them as one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bring it. Let's do it. it. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I know you have an obligation. It's time. I appreciate you. Namaste. 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 The divine light in me bows and honors to the divine light in you. Likewise. Likewise. Let's talk again soon. I appreciate you. Sure. Have a good day. Where can I reach you at? Um, uh, uh, LinkedIn, um, I, I can check my thing, check out the, um, positive intelligence. I put it in the chat and I'll just put my LinkedIn LinkedIn's better than email. Cause I had to hire someone for my email. Sure. Yo, so verbalize where they can re- reach you at. Because- oh, I'm sorry. Just, um, actually you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, email me at Laura dot Laura at Dr. Laura Cobb.com. That's Laura L-A-U-R-A at D-R-L-A-U-R-A-C-O-B-B.com. And then Instagram, Facebook, are you on any of that? Um, LinkedIn is best for me. Perfect. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Laura. I appreciate you. Namaste. Namaste. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.